Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagles Varsity Baseball 2023. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph Medical Center on the web at pennstatehealth.org and the new Birdies Inn, home of the best burger in Burks. Now to the broadcast booth, here is your announcer, Darren Ziner. Good morning. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles Varsity Softball pregame show, albeit brief, on the Exeter Sports Network, brought to you by Jerry Gell of Media. Today, the Exeter Sports Network is in Elverson, Pennsylvania, for a Burks 1-2 crossover league game between your Exeter Eagles and the Twin Valley Raiders. We welcome you into the Exeter Sports Network booth producer extraordinaire and color commentary Jerry Gellif sits to my right good morning everybody it's a different sensation in the morning isn't it Darren it absolutely is and as you will tell if you were listening to yesterday's Lady Eagles 11-1 victory the wind picked up a little bit there well Jerry we're dealing with a little bit more we've got some MVPs before the game even starts to our right saving us some of our statistics that were incredibly blown off the table when we thought they were anchored. Just as the National Anthem was finishing up, a gust of wind came along, blew a bunch of the papers off, some ladies ran and grabbed it, and uh, hats off to them for saving the broadcast. <laughs> I guess you could say that. All right, let's talk Exeter real quick as Alex Kelsey is going to lead off. He steps up and Twin Valley gathers together at the mound for one last discussion yeah this is one of those it'll be interesting to try to go back and forth between pages because they're being blown around enough as it is people can probably hear it but we will do what we can for you on the mound for Twin Valley is Owen Rhodes a junior and Alex Kelsey steps in First pitch is outside, ball one. Alex missed the last game with a boo-boo of some sort, Darren. Second pitch, down low, it's ball two. Here's a grounder to the shortstop. He scoops it up, fires it to first in time. That'll be the first out of the inning. 6-3 on the put out. Shortstop made a great play there. Fielded it cleanly and got the ball over the first place to get the very, very speedy Alex. Shortstop Cooper Ziedemel makes the play for Twin Valley. So one out here in the top of the first. Is this the kid that played basketball? No, it can't be. Because the Zedemel that played basketball is a monster of a kid. That's right. He's the first baseman. Cannon Zedemel is their there first baseman. Here's a curveball to Luke Gearing. It's inside ball one. So it's got to be his brother. It is his brother. That's right. The basketball player that you're mentioning is playing first base. That's Cannon. Here's a soft foul to the right side. It goes out of play. It'll even the count at one. He was one of the few that could keep up with uh, our Anthony Cachese this season. Almost keep up. Almost keep honest. up. Not, not many could. But a good ball player. 
Here's the pitch. He attempts a bunt. Can't pull it back in time. It's a called strike. It'll make the count one and two to the second baseman, Luke Gearing. Here's the pitch. It's up high. It'll even the count at two. Darren, I'm looking at the Zetamo brothers. Both their names are, are uh, traditional spellings with a C, and they're spelled with a K. Here's a pop fly to the third baseman. He's got it. He's under it, fighting the sun, makes the grab. John Oxendine. So that's the second out of the inning. It'll bring up the catcher, Chase Cupid. Here's one of the things you have to like about Chase. Every time we see him step into the batter's box, he's smiling. First pitch to Chase on the outside corner, strike one. That looked outside to me. I'm questioning that one, Darren. We got a great view. We do. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball, off speed. Chase swings through it. He's in the hole, nothing and two. I'm gonna allow that one to be a strike since he swung. Here's the pitch, another curveball right mama in there, mia. called third strike. Oh, mama mia. And that'll set Chase Cupid down. Nice curveball there from the pitcher Rhodes. And that sets down the Eagles in the top of the first. We've played one half of an inning here in Elverson. Twin Valley coming to bat. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. It's the Exeter Sports Network. We are back. As you know, from time to time, we like to chide Jerry on just certain things that he does. Now, if you're aware as far as announcing is concerned, you like to have the materials readily available, which generally means when you copy something, it's on its own page. Well, Jerry has a different idea to copy front and back, so I'm looking for these stats for Exeter batting. <laughs> I can't find it because it's on the back of the one page that I had towards me. So kudos to you, Jerry. This is like a, a Bud Light moment. Nice job, Mr. Screw-Up-The-Announcer guy. <laughs> well, Darren, we're trying to run a business here, so printing on two sides of paper is allowable. I guess I should have let you know. That's okay. <laughs> now that we know, we will try to bring a little bit better of a game to our listeners. I thought the chiding you were going to do, quite frankly, was going to be for love to love you, baby, and all the moaning. I thought that's what you were going to go after. Well, I figured I figured the listeners were already doing that, so I didn't have to add to their misery. <laughs> all right, on the mound for Exeter will be Devin Sheeran. In 15.2 
innings of work. He's given up six hits, three runs, two of them earned, eight walks, 40 strikeouts, an ERA of .89. And Darren, so you know, Twin Valleys are on two sides as well. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that one out. <laughs> <clears throat> Leading off for them is going to be the second baseman, Ben Vaughn. Sharon in the windup. Here's the pitch. It's up high with a fastball, ball one. I'll tell you what, if I was in the batter's box and I heard the crack of that glove off one of his fastballs. Next pitch, he swings right through it, strike one. Yeah, it's going to make you nervous. Vaughn hitting 243 on the year. Nine hits and 37 plate appearances. A double and a triple. Here's an attempt at an off-speed pitch. It's strike two. Makes the count one and two to the second baseman, Vaughn. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. It's down low. It gets away from Cupid. He chases it down, fires it to first. Amarino has it, and there's the putout. So a strikeout, throwout for Cupid. And that's the first out of the inning. It'll bring up the left fielder, Josh Zolte. Great job by Cupid to track that down quickly and get the ball down to first. Sharon takes a look. Here's the windup and the pitch. It's a fastball. It's in there. Strike one. Darren, no problem seeing the scoreboard here either. Well, yeah, <laughs> you might say that. I've got a bunch of backstop stuff in the way. I can't even see the, the uh, scoreboard. All right, so there's a pitch I believe down low. We're going to call that ball one. It's that one and one. That was down low. Sharon in the windup. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Zolte's left foot literally coming out of the box before he swings. Here's Sharon with the pitch. Inside, wow, swing man. and a miss, strike three. So, Darren, to speak to your, your previous comment about hearing that the, the ball pop in the glove like that, I mean, it, it, it's my concept, and only mine, that, the, that those kind of speeds generally only come maybe above college, even. He definitely has college talent, no doubt about it. The pitcher, Owen Rhodes, steps in. Here's an off-speed in there for strike one. So this might be the first time that these you know, Twin Valley kids are seeing 93-mile-an-hour fastballs. There's a good possibility. There's a fastball outside. It's ball one. Evens the counted one. The junior, Rhodes, he's batting 385. Ten hits, eight, scoring eight runs, four RBIs, two doubles. Here's a swing and a miss. One and two to the pitcher, Rhodes. You know, at the very least from one of their peers. Perhaps they saw them somewhere else. Here's Sheeran towing the rubber. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball. Grunts as he throws it. Strike three on the inside corner. And Sheeran is fired up after striking out the side in the bottom of the first. We've played one full. It's scoreless. This is the Exeter Sports Network.
the new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Elverson. We've played one. It is scoreless. Taking a look at Exeter's last several games, they played three in a row, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We'll talk about that game first off Monday against Palmyra. It was a 10-9 win, and that one, Devin Sheeran threw four innings of relief. He struck out 12, allowed an unearned run. He picked up the win. He was then at the bat, two for three, a two-run homer. And in the bottom of the seventh, Carter Cordora hit a two-run triple with two outs to tie the game. Alex Kelsey, he went two for five. He led off the bottom of the eighth with a double, scored on an RBI single by Chase Cupid to win the game. Cupid two for five with three RBIs. Luke Gearing on base five times, scoring twice for Exeter. We start off the top of the second. Joel Amarino steps in, the first baseman. Joel batting 269 on the season. First pitch to him from Rhodes is outside, ball one. That was a great victory over Palmyra the other night. I wish I could have seen some of it, but uh, I was busy with other things. Second pitch in there for a called strike. It's one and one. Curveball on the outside, off the outside corner, I should say. It was pretty close. Call it two and one. Rhodes toads the rubber. Here's the pitch. Catches the outside corner that time. Pretty close to where the last one was. Gave the strike on that one, so it evens the count at two. Here's the pitch. A swing and a miss from Omarino. He goes down swinging. It's the first out here in the top of the second. It'll bring up the left fielder, Quinton Wesley. Quinton batting 192 on the year. He's got four RBIs. Rhodes' first pitch to him outside. Well, he's going to say it caught the outside corner. Sitting here is good and bad. We can kind of see it and immediately think, oh, that's outside. Well, the umpire thought otherwise. Here's a curveball down low. Evens the count at one. Darren, is it me, or do these fences look really close? There's a pitch down low. He checks his swing. Call it a ball two and one. I have to take a look. What are the uh, are the distances usually listed on left, center, and right? Yeah, no, I'm not seeing any. Here's a pitch. It's outside. Takes the count three and one to the left fielder Wesley. Like left looks like a pretty reasonable distance, but but center really doesn't look all that far. Here's a pitch up high. It's ball four, and Wesley draws a one out walk. And right actually looks fairly close. Up next, the third baseman, Gavin Marr. 
Gavin hitting 118 on the season. He's got two hits with two RBIs. Rhodes goes to first, checking Wesley. He's back safely. Rhodes toes the rubber, takes a look at first base. Here's the pitch. It's well outside. Ball one. Wesley doing his job to keep Rhodes occupied. Rhodes looking over there multiple times. Takes a look. Here's the pitch. Again, well outside. Snap throw to first. They try to get him, but he's back. Yeah, Wesley was a good six, seven steps off the bag there. A 2-0 count to the third baseman, Marr. Here's the pitch. Again, outside. Ball three. Rhodes not happy with himself. Steps off the mound in disgust after that pitch. Catcher Jaden Goble, as soon as he caught the ball, gave him, gave him the calm down, take it easy. Here's Rhodes towing the rubber, 3-0. Here's the pitch. It's a called strike. Oh, Looked oh, like it was high. Gavin Mar even threw his. Gavin uh, threw the bat thinking it was ball four, but yep. I guess being a little bit taller as he is expands your strike zone, and the umpire certainly did that. Three and one the count. Here's the pitch. It's in there for called strike two. Counts full. Darren, we just made the comparison last night couple of the Twin Valley Lady Raiders were, were, were short, and it, it reduces the strike zone. Well, here's the opposite. Here's Rhodes with the pitch. It's a ball, so he attempted to steal, but with the walk, he'll take second regardless. So the second walk in a row from Rhodes. Exeter has runners at first and second with one out. Up steps the designated hitter, Jake Hafer. Hafer hitting 176 on the year. Three hits with two RBI. Here's Rhodes' pitch. It's a curveball inside, ball one. That ball actually curved rather nicely. I will say that both pitchers on the mound today have a nice curveball. Here's the pitch. Look a little high and tight, but he's calling the strike. He's giving him a little bit high of a strike zone today. Wow, man. Evens the count at one. Rhodes takes a look at two. Brings the pitch. Well inside. It bounces in front, but the catcher does a nice job keeping it in front of him. Jaden Goble. So two and one to Hafer. Rhodes at the belt. Takes a look at two. Here's the pitch. It's a foul ball off to the left-hand side. It'll go out of play. Evening the count at two. Darren, the JV field is a directly adjacent. And, you know, I don't know. If somebody jacked one down to left, that's going in their field. Maybe that's why left is so far out and the other two are in a bit. Maybe. Rhodes is with the pitch. It's a curveball inside. That'll take that count full. 
interesting with that. The umpire's given that pitch on occasion, so I don't know exactly what might be there if it was just a matter of that curveball broke late. Needless to say, it's a full count to Hafer. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball fouled off down the left field line. We'll do it again. You know, maybe it's just our vantage point, but it seems the sump is not being incredibly consistent with his call. He's... It, it's one of those where it's very close off the corner. Sometimes an umpire will give you a little bit off the corner or maybe a little high. He's expanded the strike zone a little bit. We'll have to see what happens as it goes. Here's the pitch from Rhodes. Off the corner, but it's a pop fly to left field. He's under. It makes the grab. So that'll be the second out of the inning. The left fielder, Josh Zolte, squeezes it. So Jake Hafer retired. Saw some great shifting of the infield. Darren on that fly ball out to center. We saw the, the pitcher Rhodes backing up third base and uh, the first baseman come in a bit to cover what he needed. So they're, they're, they're well drilled. Shortstop Carter Cordora steps in. Here's a pop fly. It's out of play on the right side. It'll be nothing in one. Carter hitting 207 on the year. Six hits, seven RBIs with two triples. And of course, getting that vital triple in the game the other day that you mentioned. Cleared the bases. Or I guess it was there were two on at the time. They cleared them. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball up high and tight. It's a ball, evens the count at one. Rhodes takes a look at two. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball. Cordora swings through it. It'll take the count to one and two. The wind really moving from left to right. Here's the pitch. It's an outside fastball. Cordora swings through it. It's a strikeout in the third out of the inning. We've played one and a half here at Twin Valley. It's scoreless. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. After a 12-pitch, three-strikeout first inning, Devin Sheeran takes the mound. A little bit more of a workout for Owen Rhodes there in the second. His pitch count after the first inning, 11. 
after two, 38. Chase Cupid walks out to the mound, making sure he and Sheeran are on the same page. Cannon Zedemel will lead it off for Twin Valley. He, their senior first baseman. He's batting 407 on the year. 11 hits, 12 RBIs, three doubles with two home runs. Here's Sheeran's pitch. It's a curveball in there for strike one. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be standing in there with a curveball coming at me at that speed. No, dude. He winds. Here's the pitch. It's in there, called strike two. Sheeran on his game early. Zedemel in the hole, nothing in two. Sheeran steps off the mound, scuffs the ball a little bit. He toes the rubber, takes a look at Cupid. Zedemel in the box, here's the pitch. Nice job, down low, it's a curveball. he swings and misses. It's a loose ball in front, Cupid picks it up, throws it to Umarino for the out. But we've got four outs for Twin Valley in this game, all courtesy of a Devin Sheeran strikeout. Darren, I did not like the way that he slowly jogged down to first. I mean, yes, it's a given out, but what would Pete Rose say? <laughs> Here's Sheeran's pitch. It's a fastball. The catcher, Jaden Goble, swings through the first one, strike one. Here's a pitch. It's a ball. I don't know if this shocks you, but the National Weather Service says... Uh, Possibility of severe weather today, but wind and tornadoes are possible. But wind is the greatest threat. Here's a fastball up high. He swings through it. The count one and two to the catcher, Goble. He's hitting 217 on the year. Five hits, seven RBIs, and a double. Sharon steps off the mound. One out here in the bottom of the second. Here's Sharon's pitch. It's a ground ball to the shortstop, Cordora. He's got it, fires it to Umarino for the out. Nice play, Carter. 6-3 on the put out. And that's the second out here in the bottom of the second. Absolutely nice play. The third baseman, John Oxendine, will step in as the wind is trying to actually take my clipboard off the table. See, is there anything we weigh, weigh it down with a bottle of water? <laughs> or my arm. Here's a ground ball to Luke Gearing at two. He can't oh. make the play. It's off his glove. So Oxendine will be on due to the error. E4 on the play. So Twin Valley has, it was a slow, soft roller. I think he thought he had to hurry it up a little bit, had a little more time than he thought. Took his eyes off the ball, and that allows Oxendine on first. So two outs here in the bottom of the second. Here's the pitch. It's on the outside corner, strike one. The center fielder, Aiden Jackson, steps in. 
He's batting 200 on the year. Two runs, two hits. Here's the pitch. It's in there for a strike. Nice breaking ball there. Bent his knees a little bit. And the count quickly nothing and two to the center fielder, Jackson. Takes a look, Sharon does it one, then he decides to step off. Oxendine retreats to one. Has a conversation with the umpire. Toes the rubber yet again. Jackson back in the box. Sharon takes a look at one. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball in the dirt, swing and a miss strike, and Cupid throws it to first just to make sure. There's the third out, the fifth strikeout of the game for Devin Sheeran. We've played two full. It's scoreless. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is the hangout spot in Exeter. In addition to entertainment every night, Birdies has a great menu too. Traditional pub food like wings, nachos, and chili, as well as non-traditional fare such as fish and chips, they'll kill boss a cheesesteak, plus the best burger in Burks. Yes, I said it. The best burger in Burks. Two bars, including the enclosed, until spring that is, deck. Two dining rooms, smiling servers, and great drink specials. The new Birdies Inn, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. We are back for the top of the third here at Twin Valley. Up for Exeter will be the 8-9. Oh, wait a minute. Let me uh, go to what I should be going to right here. It's going to be the 9-1-2 hitters. Right fielder Carter Redding will start it off. Carter hitting 217 on the season. He's scored 11 runs, has five hits, including a double. Rhodes on the mound to start his third inning of work. What did you say his pitch count was? After two innings, his pitch count 38. Here's a fastball outside, ball one. Rhodes' next offering. In there for a strike. It'll even the count at one. So Exeter had the 10-9 victory at Palmyra on Monday. They followed that up, a swing and a miss on the offering by Redding, makes it one and two. On Tuesday, they took a 13-3 loss at Potts Grove in that game. Devin Sheeran had a double, Chase Cupid a home run in that loss. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball, well outside. It'll even the count at two to the right fielder, Carter Redding. 
Here's the pitch. It's a fastball grounded to the shortstop. He's got it. Long throw to first, and he just in time. Yeah. They're going to say he got him. So yeah. the shortstop, Cooper Zedemel, throws it to his brother, Cannon, for the first out of the inning. Close play at first. Dude, I don't know. Well, no instant replay at the high school level, which there shouldn't even be replay at the at, at the professional level. I hate replay. Let the, let the umpires make their calls. It's part of the game, human error. You're such a traditionalist. I am, absolutely. When it comes to baseball, I am. Alex Kelsey now in the box. Looked like he could have fouled that one off his foot. So nothing in one to him. Alex grounded out to the shortstop his first time out. Here's the next pitch. It's off the corner. Ball one, evening the count at one. So, Darren, you mentioned the home run the other day by Cupid. That gives Exeter nine on the year. Here's a pitch down low, two and one to the center fielder, Kelsey. Three of which, of course, are grand slams. And we mentioned yesterday in the Lady Eagles softball game, they hit three yesterday. So this gives us, between the two teams, 12 home runs. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball high and tight. It'll take it to three and one. Road seems to be a little disgruntled out on the mound. Infield dirt kicks up. That's how much wind we've got here. Here's the pitch. It's a high fastball tailing away. It's ball four. And Kelsey draws the one-out walk. Yes, Darren, wind blowing from the south. That's the weird one. Taking a look, that is Kelsey's 10th walk on the year. Does he go first pitch? I don't think first pitch. I think he wants to see it first. He wants to see the move first. So in steps the second baseman, Luke Gearing. He popped out to the third baseman his last time up. Rhodes' first pitch outside. The catcher, <laughs> Goble, thought about throwing it to first, but it popped out of his mitt. So ball one to Gearing, but here's a situation. You've got Alex on one. He is going to take the attention away from the pitcher because the pitcher knows what he's capable of. Here's the pitch, well outside, but Gearing swings at it, so it's one and one. Alex is being gutsy out there, and on the first pitch, he was, I'm gonna call it, a quarter of the way to second base, and finally pulled back. He, he, he's daring the catcher to do something. Well, that's where Gable, when it got by him a little bit, not sure, I think on the Something happened with the pitch that caught the catcher. I don't know if it was his hand, uh, but he's on one knee. The coach yeah. coming out to take a look at him. It didn't look as if there was any issue initially, but obviously something bothering him, so we hope he's okay. If he's down, it, it feels like he might have gotten his bell rung, maybe? 
we're just watching him just kind of in his movements. Not sure if he just took a ball on the midsection or what the case was. Maybe slightly lower? Potentially. Took a ball to the... To the inside thigh? Let's call it that. That's, that's what we'll call it. The ladies might have another way of calling it. We are more professional <laughs> and say the inside thigh. Okay, Something tells me are. they would be a little more direct. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. All right, so Luke Gearing, he'll step back in. Goble crouches behind home plate. A throw to first. Kelsey's back. Rhodes toes the rubber, takes a look at Kelsey. Here's the pitch. Tries to sacrifice, but he fouls it off to the left side with a bunt. It'll take the count to one and two. Good idea there, third baseman playing back a little bit further. Literally to the infield grass, the cutout. Now he's taking a few steps up, but at one and two, you can play back. So determined was Luke Gearing, he didn't realize the ball went behind him. That's right. Well, you learn from an early age, you play until, and I'll call it the whistle. Right. But here's Rhodes towing the rubber. Here's the pitch, there goes Kelsey. Here's a pop fly to center. Center fielder running under it, he squeezes it, he's got it. Aiden Jackson makes the play. So Luke Gehring is the second out of the inning. Kelsey gets back to one. It was a hit and run opportunity there. Yeah. Alex was quite nearly to second by the time the play was made. And had to hoof it back to first. Up steps the catcher, Chase Cupid. He struck out looking his first time up. Rhodes takes a look at one, here's the pitch. High and outside, ball one. In the game against Daniel Boone on Wednesday, Chase Cupid went two for three, a triple, three runs, two RBIs, leading them to the 8-3 win. Here goes Kelsey, the ball gets by the catcher, Kelsey slides in safely. You know, Darren, that appeared to me to be a case of uh, Godol, Goble, I'm sorry, of Goble worrying so much about Alex that he just let the ball get by him. That's right. Alex couldn't move any further than two. So he is on two. Two and two, the count to the batter. Cupid steps out. Uh, excuse me, 2-0 to the batter. Would help if I looked at the right player. Here's Rhodes' pitch. Takes a look at Kelsey at two. Here's a ground ball to the second baseman. He scoops it, throws it over to first, and that'll be the third out of the inning. We played two and a half here at Elverson. It's scoreless. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Must be the one 
Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. It's the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Twin Valley. Devin Sheeran finishing up his warm-up pitches. Coming up for Twin Valley, it'll be the eight, nine, and one hitters. Starting off with the right fielder, Kevin Eden. The second baseman, Cooper Zedemol. And then the top of the order, excuse me, the shortstop, Cooper Zedemol, and the second baseman, Ben Vaughn. The holdup, I'm assuming, is because Chase Cupid made the last out and has to get all of his equipment on to get behind the plate. That always happens. Devin Sheeran through two innings. He's got 23 pitches, five strikeouts. Finishing up. When you come into the game with a .89 ERA, as the opposing team, you know you're gonna see some fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably about as good a response as I, <laughs> I could have asked for. Nothing but agreement, Darren. Yeah, what you said. Brevity sometimes. On occasion. All, all that you need. That's right. Makes a better statement than being long-winded, like I usually am, like I am right now, just supplying words. It's all right. You're just you're filling time until Devin steps back on the mound and throws the first pitch to the right fielder, Kevin Eden. <laughs> and that's okay. Eden Ooh. hitting 154 on the year. Devin went way outside with that one. Ball one. Here's the pitch. On the outside corner for a strike, evens the count at one. Here's a foul ball off to the left side. It goes out of play. It'll take the count to one and two. Onto the football field. Great facility here, Darren, yes. Twin Valley has done a fantastic job, I'll say over the last 15 years. Here's a fastball that Devin was pretty pumped about. He fires it beyond Chase's glove. On the left side, it goes all the way back to the backstop. Peanut but gallery. If nothing less, it evens the count at two. All mm -hmm. that just for a ball. <laughs> Here's the pitch. It's up high outside. Take the count full. The peanut gallery at Twin Valley is starting. Some of the players have put some chairs right by the fence and they're now giving Devin a hard time So those couple of balls. You were talking about as far as the facilities here at Twin Valley. Here's the pitch. It's a swing and a miss. He nice. struck him out. And there is strikeout number six on the day for Devin Sheeran. It'll bring up the shortstop, 
Cooper Ziedemel. Ziedemel, a sophomore, hitting 391. Four doubles, six RBIs. Here's the pitch. It's in there for a called strike. The facilities here I was mentioning over the last 15 years, just spectacular the way they've updated uh, their facilities between football and, of course, baseball, the softball field as well. Here's a pitch from Sheeran. It's strike two. He swings through it. Can't catch up. And before Devin can get the next pitch off, Ziedemel steps out. Yeah, they've got a nice gym, too. And every time we've been here, we've been treated like kings, and that's due to a great athletic director. Here is a swing and a miss from Cooper Ziedemel. Another strikeout for Devin Sheeran. Number seven. Great athletic director here at Twin Valley, Taylor Tomlinson, sweetheart of a lady. And uh, of course, the superintendent here is former assistant or Exeter assistant superintendent, Patrick Winters. So Ben Vaughn, the second baseman steps in, struck out his first time up. First pitch, a swinging strike, nothing and one. Here's Sheeran's pitch. On the outside corner with a curveball, he's got it working, nothing and two to the batter Vaughn. Of course, yep. every time I hear Vaughn, I think of the Major League movie series. Yes. <laughs> Here's Sheeran's pitch. Called third strike on the outside Mama corner. Maya. And once again, Devin Sheeran has struck out the side. We have played three full here at Twin Valley. It's scoreless. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, here's where I'm going to plug Lady Eagles softball. If you have not seen a game or potentially, of course, uh, yesterday was our first game covering them on the Exeter Sports Network. We've got three games next week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Fans, I tell you, you will not be disappointed. A fantastic combination of veteran leadership and youth. The shortstop Haley Schwenk went deep. I mean, just you want to talk about a freshman being able to perform like that yep, in yep. that environment. Yep. Jerry, there's a lot to look forward to at Lady Eagles softball. As you said, that's our first game this year with the Lady Eagles, but we're we're going to have some fun with them. There is no question about it. And we got a an extended 
conversation with Coach John Kasner last night. We did. And uh, he told us he, he's very confident that his team can really make some noise postseason. So Rhodes back on the mound to start the fourth. The curveball well inside to the first baseman, Joel Omarino. 1-0. He struck out his first time up. Here's the next offering. It's a ground ball to the second baseman. He's got it. Over to first for the out. 4-3 on the put out for the first out of the top of the fourth. That'll bring up the left fielder, Quinton Wesley. He walked his first time up. Rhodes is pitching a nice game. He is. He, his pitch count's up there a little bit, but he's been battling a lot of full counts, but he's been able to stay in the game. First pitch called strike to Wesley. Nothing and one the count. The next offering, it's a curveball. He's giving him that outside corners. He's doing the same thing with Devin Sheeran, so it's you can't say he's not being consistent. Nothing in two. Here's the pitch. It's a pop-up in the infield. Cannon Zetamo, the first baseman, comes in and squeezes it. That's the second out of the inning. It'll bring up the third baseman, Gavin Moore. This game moving right along. It is, and you know, part of that, and, and I was going to mention it last inning, is that uh, Devin Sheeran is just, he, he's mowing him down, and he's not taking a lot of time in between pitches. Not at all. In fact, we'll talk about his pitch count when we go to the bottom of the fourth. But Rhodes' first pitch to Gavin Marr is a called strike. Nothing in one. Here's the, the next offering. That's in there. Marr looks at that one. It's called strike. 0-2. Oh now we got one and one here, Darren. Oh, they called the first one a ball. All right, good to know. So I told you, I can't see. If you could see what I could see, I've got the corner of the backstop, yeah. which is basically like a castle, blocking the scoreboard. So now it's one and two. There you go. One and two from Jerry. Here's a ground ball to the shortstop. This is Cooper's Edom. Only fires it to first for the out. Quick inning. Three up, three down for Exeter here in the top of the fourth. We're still scoreless. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Selling or buying a house? Call Mikey LeBron of eXp Realty. Mikey is a full-service realtor dealing in residential, business, and investment realty services. Whether it is local, statewide, national, or even international, Mikey can fulfill your real estate needs. Service to his customers is his prime focus, and that has put Mikey in the top 15% of all real estate agents in the nation. Contact Mikey LeBron at 484-772-5106 or on the web at myagentmikey.com. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. 
Devin Sheeran through three innings. You ask as far as his pitch count, 35, 12 in the first, 11 in the second, 12 in the third. Talking about Burke's one standings, Governor Mifflin at the top, a five and one league record. Muhlenberg at four and one. Exeter comes in at three and two. Wilson at three and three. Wilson giving Governor Mifflin their lone loss earlier this week and Redding at one and five. And Burks too, Twin Valley is at three and two. They lead the league. Daniel Boone and Fleetwood, two and three in league play. Conrad Weiser in last place there, one and four. Twin Valley will start off the inning with their two hitter, the left fielder, Josh Zulte. He steps off before Devin can get the first pitch underway. He struck out his first time up. Here's Sharon's first offering. It's a fastball inside, swing and a miss. Strike one. You mentioned Wilson. We got a game against Wilson coming up this week, do we not? I believe we do. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball in the dirt. Ball one. Yes, I believe that game is Wednesday, and it's going to be at Owls Field. Got, I just got the okay from uh, the folks at Owls Field. We're good for the game Wednesday. It's the Berks County Baseball Classic, I believe. Correct? It is. Here's Sharon's offering. It's down low. Two and one. See, unlike Major League Baseball, and this is what I love about high school ball, so that ball's in the dirt, it rolls away, Cupid gives it to the umpire instead of throwing it out of play, it's just back in his pocket. <laughs> Here's a pitch that's inside. It's three and one. No waste here. <laughs> it's just a matter of, it's a ball, throw it back out to him. Here's Sheeran with the pitch. It's in there for strike two. Takes the count full to the left fielder. Fielder? Left fielder, Zolte. Sometimes when you talk too much, you just get tongue-tied. It's going to happen. Here's a fastball. Zolte's left foot almost out of the box as he swings. It's a strikeout. Darren temporarily slipped into his Hungarian accent. Number eight on the day for Devin Sheeran, and we're only one out into the fourth. The pitcher, Owen Rhodes, will step in. He struck out his first time up. Here's a swing and a miss. Exeter's in need of uh, putting some runs on the board in there, part of the uh, fourth inning here. They are. Here's a fastball outside. Or the fifth, I'm sorry. Even the count at one. We'll let you off the hook. We don't do that very often. Usually if, if you screw up, we're going to be all over you. I know. Here's a ground ball to the shortstop. Cordora has it, settles himself, fires it to Umarino for the out. Number two in the inning. Nice play, Carter. 6-3 on the putout. That'll bring up the first baseman, senior Cannon Ziedemel. He struck out his first time up. I'm going to be saying that a lot. <laughs> Darren, uh, Carter Cadora has this great sidearm snap in throwing to first. Here's a curveball in the dirt. It's ball one. 
what, what you see is it seems like he's taking too much time, but he whips that ball, man. Here's an inside fastball. He hits Zedemel. Zedemel not too happy. Devin walks over, just lets him know it wasn't intentional. They bump fists. It's classy act right there. Right? Yeah, there's there's no reason that Devin is going to be going after anybody at this point. Yeah. Challenge is getting hit by a Devin Sheeran fastball look like on the elbow. That one will smart for a while. Yep. He looks fine, though. So Zedemel on first. That'll bring up the catcher, Jaden Goble. Grounded out to the shortstop his first time out. Here's a fastball up high, ball one. Yeah, you saw Devin at first take his right hand and put it up at his heart like that to him and say, yeah, I didn't mean that. Here's the pitch. He gets around on it. It's a shot to left field. It'll fall in there for a single. So Gable on with a single to left field. And Twin Valley is runners at first and second with two out. Their first threat of the day. Time called on the field. Cupid goes out to Devin Sheeran. Sorry, Darren, did you just say one out? I said, well, let's see, two outs. Yeah, there is There's two. a strikeout and yeah. a ground out to the shortstop. I, I was going to correct you. Not surprisingly. Because <laughs> I'm not critical. Of course not. All right, here's the pitch. It's a strike. We have too much fun, Darren. We do. More fun than the average person is allowed to have. Or should be. So a new batter. Mm. I've got the last name as Columbo. As do I. Paul Columbo. Here's Sharon's pitch. He steps off the mound. Jerry, tell me what the scoreboard count is. One and one? It is one and one, two out. All right. Sharon takes a look at two. He brings the pitch. Off the outside corner, ball two. Paul Colombo. Batting 214 on the season. Sheeran takes a look at Cupid. He's got the sign. Looks at two. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball up high. It'll take the count to three and one. First time we've seen Devin, I don't want to say struggle a little bit with his control. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball, swing and a miss, right down the middle. Takes the count full. We'll see if Devin can help himself out with the K. Toes the rubber. Here's the pitch. Up high. Sheeran gives a grunt as he throws it, but it's ball four. Oh boy. And the bases are loaded. 
the center fielder Aiden Jackson will come up. He struck out his first time up. Aiden hitting 200 on the year. Mound conference happening. Friends, you've been listening to us for a while now. MikeDragoSports.com. Check it out if you haven't. You're doing yourself a favor. The absolute best sports outlet for Berks County sports, hands down. Pennies a day, not expensive, and it's all the information. Some great articles on some Exeter players. You will not be disappointed. Check out MikeDragoSports.com today. Mike is the best, there's no question, and he just added a component to his uh, to his stable. He, he hired in a writer to handle track and field, and they're hitting track and field pretty heavily. By the way, Exeter's track and field, stellar, Darren. Devin Sheeran takes the mound. Here's the first pitch. It's a curveball, swing and a miss by Jackson. Nothing and one to the center fielder. Devin Sheeran on the mound. Here's a stroke to the gap in right center. It falls and goes all the way to the wall. One run in, two in. Here comes the third. And Jackson stands on second wow. with a three-run double. Well, I mean, a perfect gapper, and it went all the way to the fence. That is called timely hitting. Anyway. Clears the bases. Oh, Devin's angry at himself. It's a 3-0 Twin Valley lead. All this happening with two outs. He hit Cannon Zedemel. Right. The catcher, Jaden Goebel, gets a single. He walks Paul Colombo, and then there is the bases clearing double. Here's a foul off to the left-hand side. So what I was saying about Exeter's track, I got a message from one of the track coaches. It said a big day for Exeter yesterday. Lots of medals won, lots of personal records set. Always were, fantastic to hear that. They were here at Twin Valley. Devin takes a look in. He's got the sign, takes a look at two. Here's the pitch. It's off the outside corner. It's a ball, one and one. To the center fielder, excuse me, the right fielder, Kevin Eden. Eden struck out his first time up. Here's the pitch. It's outside and low. Ball two. Devin a little frustrated with himself, taking a little time to walk around the mound and collect himself. Seems he got a little discombobulated there after he hits uh, Zidemol. Here's a swing and a miss from Eden. Take the count to two and two. Devin toes the rubber. Here's the stretch. It's a pop to the left side. Quinton Wesley's under it. He squeezes it, and that's the third out of the inning. But not before the damage is done. A hit by pitch, one walk, two hits. Gives Twin Valley three runs. One left on base. We've played four full. It's 3-0 Twin Valley. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. 
State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Exeter will have these seven, eight, nine hitters go against Owen Rhodes. Owen able to put together a seven-pitch fourth inning. Jake popped out to the left fielder his first time up. First pitch to him is a strike. Rhodes with the windup. It's a curveball. Ground ball will go just beyond the pitcher. They try to make the play. Can't get him at first. So the soft ground ball to the left of the pitcher, he can't field it. By the time he does, uh, he gets to first base. Cannon Zedemel can't get the ball to him in time. So give Jake Hafer a single. And he's a leadoff base runner for Exeter here in the top of the fifth. Darren, great hustle by Hafer, not giving up in what looked like it could have been a, you, you know, a sure out. But uh, I believe Rhodes dropped that ball too, didn't he? It was low. Carter Cordora steps in. He struck out his first time up. Here's the pitch. It's in there for strike one. That's a situation. Anytime you can get the ball past the pitcher, you put the pressure on the defense now to make the play. And since it did get by the pitcher. It was going to make it that much harder because now the pitcher has to cover one. Right. Here's the pitch. Cordori hits a little grounder to the shortstop, fires it to two for the first. They try to turn the double play, but Cordora beats that out. So Hafer out at two for the first out of the inning. Carter will be on. And that'll bring up the right fielder, Carter Redding. He grounded out to the shortstop his last time up. Cordora on first, one out. Rhodes with the pitch. In there for a called strike. Mm. Nothing in one to Redding. Rhodes takes a look at one. Here's the stretch. It's a curveball off the outside corner. A ball. Take it to one and one. The wind dying down. Beautiful day. Here's Rhodes with the pitch. It's a foul to the left side. It'll go out of play. 
Yes, Darren, another beautiful day. We got two in a row. And I'll tell you, I, I was noticing as I was coming up the driveway, the way Twin Valley High School is, it's a one-way road around. So as you come up and it's up on a hill and you look out, you see the mountains at the distance. Quite a sight. Here's the pitch. It's a foul straight back. He stays alive at one and two. Having never been up here in the day, I didn't know that that view existed, but we're only ever here at night. For those of you that don't know, when you come to Twin Valley, yes, it does sit up on a hill, and the views are incredible. It's it's a beautiful place uh, to obviously play ball. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss on a ball up high. Struck him out. That's the second out of the inning. We'll go to the top of the order. Alex Kelsey, he's 0 for 1 with a walk and a stolen base. Cordora on first base, two outs here in the top of the fifth. Rhodes takes a look at one. Here's the stretch. I'm not sure he hit him or not. Apparently it went behind. It was a curveball that went behind Alex Kelsey. Goes past the catcher. It allows Carter Cordora to take two on the wild pitch. Okay, Alex, we need a single here. Long one. Rhodes takes a look. Here's the pitch. Well outside. Ball two. Rhodes a little flustered? He's shown moments of being flustered throughout the game where he'll get a little annoyed with himself, step off the mound, shrug a shoulder, but he's held it together thus far. Here's a fastball up high. It'll take the count to 3-0 mm -hmm. on the center fielder, Kelsey. Again, Alex, 455 average coming into today's game. Do you have the go? Here's the pitch. It's inside, ball four. Alex probably a little disappointed that he didn't get something to drive there. <laughs> he is a competitor. It'll bring up the second baseman, Luke Gearing, 0 for 2 on the day, a pop out to the third baseman, and a fly out to the center fielder. You were speaking of Mike Drago before. In one of the articles that he did about the Exeter basketball team in, in their march to the state championship game, he... He detailed how somebody said about Alex Kelsey, the fiercest competitor they've ever seen. Alex on the basketball floor, I'll tell you what, he certainly brings it. The aggressiveness on defense, the drive to the hoop. He dares people to get in his face. And he'll get in theirs. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so there's a consultation on the mound. Coach came in to take a, a brief chat Take a brief chat. Is that British to take a brief chat? Let's take a chat. Darren. Take a chat. Yeah. Chinwag would be what you're after there, Darren. So you know. Okay. So Rhodes brings the pitch. He pops it up. It goes out of play. So Luke Gehring tried to put down a bunt to get on base. Goes out of play. Strike one. The count. Rhodes steps to the mound, gearing back in the box. Cordora on two, Redding on one. Here's the pitch. 
It's down low, it's a ball. Even the count at one. Just like Twin Valley got the key hit, Exeter looking for one now. Here's the pitch, it's a curve ball, it's down in the dirt. Take the count to two and one to the second baseman Gearing. Wind picking up again fairly harshly, left to right. Not touching us yet. Which is okay. Yeah, we're good with that. Here's the pitch from Rhodes, it's down the middle. A called strike, it'll even the count at two. Some activity in the Twin Valley bullpen. Here's the pitch. Called third oh, strike on the outside on. corner. Come on. And that'll set down Exeter here in the top of the fifth. No runs, one hit, two left on base. We've played four and a half. Twin Valley three, Exeter nothing. We'll be back at the Exeter Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is the hangout spot in Exeter. In addition to entertainment every night, Birdies has a great menu too. Traditional pub food like wings, nachos, and chili, as well as non-traditional fare such as fish and chips, they'll kill boss a cheesesteak, plus the best burger in Burks. Yes, I said it. The best burger in Burks. Two bars, including the enclosed, until spring that is, deck. Two dining rooms, smiling servers, and great drink specials. The new Birdies Inn, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Hearing that commercial message from the new Birdies Inn, I gotta tell you, I had not gone there prior to them actually coming on board with us as far as their sponsorship. And I have been, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but they just flat out do a great job over there. Darren, you know, I I was telling you, <laughs> I was telling you off air that I, I did my taxes the other day. And when it came to the expense portion, I added up all of my birdies receipts and I texted John over at birdies and said, you know what? I spent a lot of money at birdies this year. And he said, but it was so worth it because look at the memories, Jerry. The memories, yeah. And it's the absolute truth, man. We have a great time there. All right. We get started with the bottom of the fifth. Cooper Zedemo, the shortstop, gets it started. He struck out his first time up, and the first pitch is a blazing fastball, swing and a miss, strike one. Sharon's second offering. It's a curveball in the dirt. Evens the count at one. Memories like, I don't know, winning trivia night. Here's a fastball. Nice job by Cupid framing that one on the outside corner. The umpire givering, givering, or maybe giving that strike. It's one and two. John Givering, that's the umpire's name. That's what we're gonna call it. An inside fastball, Cooper Zedemel swings through it. Strikeout number 10. 
a put out at first. But there's one out here in the bottom of the fifth. We go to the top of the order. The second baseman, Ben Vaughn, 0 for 2, two strikeouts. Here's Sheeran, first pitch on the outside corner, strike one. So Darren, we've had 13 outs, 10 of them by strikeout. That's right. And we're down three nothing. Here's the pitch, it's outside, ball one. And the only reason that happened, a hit by pitch, a single, a walk, and then the key double. Yeah. Here's Sheeran with the pitch, it's outside takes the count two and one to the batter Vaughn. Here's Sharon's next pitch. Inside, it goes off of Cupid's glove, but it's a ball at three and one. So anytime I say Vaughn, I think of Bob Euchre, of course, doing the announcing during that movie. But, yes. but where I'll go with this is, and it certainly wouldn't be appropriate for a high school game, but Harry <laughs> Carey, who used to do the Cubs games. Every yep. Cub game he did. Yep. Here's a foul off to the right-hand side. It'll take the count to three and two. That one went. Every, every game he did, he would drink, and he was probably drunk. Uh -huh. And I've thought, I ought to do a half inning because I will impersonate announcers from time to time. When you have a lot of time on your hands as a kid, that's what you do. You look in a mirror and impersonate everybody. Here's a fly ball in the gap in right center. It's up in the air. And I believe he made the catch. Nicely yes, done, Carter Redding out there, running into right center, able to make the grab, and maybe even better yet, Alex Kelsey avoided him from the collision. Yep. So a great catch out there by Carter Redding. Clearly very good communication between the two, and Redding made the catch and went for a tumble and held on to the ball. Nice run and catch there for the second out of the inning. But as I was sharing with you, what I would do here is, and maybe I'll just do it for an out or so. <laughs> but Harry Carey just had a unique voice because he'd be like, you know, we just kind of came in from the, the parking lot and somebody offered me a Budweiser. And, I, you know, I doubt it immediately, but, you know, I'm doing the game, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Here's Cooper Zedemel. He struck out, uh, wait a minute, I have to go back, I'm sorry. This is Josh Zolte, the left fielder. He struck out twice. First swing and a miss. There's the second pitch swing and a miss. Darren is a boy growing up in Michigan and getting Channel 9 where the Cubs uh, played. Saw, heard a lot of Harry Carey. Here is a curveball outside. Ball one. One and two to count to the left fielder Zolte. And, of course, before him, the great announcer, Jack Brickhouse. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball, just misses the inside corner. Evens the count at two. I mean, all those old-time broadcasters, those guys were all, they were heavy drinkers. And they would drink. I mean, Richie Ashburn was always smashed. Here's a foul ball off the umpire's mask. It'll keep the count at two. Same with Howard Cosell. In the third quarter, he was in the bag. 
<laughs> Those were the days. Right? <laughs> Devin toes the rubber. Here's the windup and the pitch. It's a curveball. Thought he caught the inside corner, but he doesn't get the call. Takes the count full to three and two. Devin's got the rubber. Here's the windup. Fires a swing and a miss. And that's the third time Zolte goes down on strikes. Devin's 11th strikeout of the game. We've played five full. It's the Raiders three, the Eagles nothing. We'll be back. The Exeter Sports Network. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Devin Sheeran, 76 pitches through five, the 11 strikeouts. The new pitcher for Twin Valley is actually going to be the left fielder that to come in, Josh Zolte. Of course, looking front and back on the page, I can't find their pitching stats. But oh, I may not have printed pitching stats. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, you actually did for Exeter. So that's why I was, could tell you it was the .87. Uh, that was a front and back deal. Thank you. So you had the front and back covered. Well, there. shocking that the other wouldn't have printed then, too. Which is no problem at all. Because I, I, I just pressed print on stats. Well, the key here is that Exeter needs to get some runners on base, regardless of who is on the mound. Correct. They'll start with the three hitter, Chase Cupid, follow him up with Joel Marino and Quentin Wesley. Chase 0 for two on the day, a ground out to the second baseman and a strikeout. Here's Zalti's first pitch. It's a curveball. Gets across the plate, strike one. Painted a corner on that one. Next pitch, a fastball outside. Zolte, a, a taller, lean pitcher, comes with a little bit of sidearm action here. And here's Chase Cupid with a drive to center field. It's over the center fielder's head. He's on his way to two. The center fielder just getting to it. Returns it in, and Chase Cupid has a stand-up double to start the top of the sixth. Very nice hit. He was on that, and there was power behind it because the wind 
they're really not affecting that ball very much at all. And it got out there in a hurry over the center fielder's head. <coughs> Smooth stroke on that one, Darren. It was, uh, it was a, it, it was a great hit by Cupid, and uh, I was actually rather shocked that he stopped at second because it looked like he had had more time to run. It looked like he did. Here's Zolte. He takes a look back at Cupid at two. Here's the pitch. It's a ground ball to the left side. It goes foul. Jerry, tell me what the count is on the scoreboard, please. It would be 0-2. All right. I thought the first one was a strike. It was. So nothing and two to the batter, Joel Umarino, 0 for 2 on the day. And, folks, so you know, we are fighting the ravages of some allergies. <laughs> Yeah, yesterday uh, when we wrapped up the ladies softball game, letting any individual know who has allergies, I never had them with the exception of this year. God bless you. Because, and yes, I know it's a high school game, but they suck. <laughs> All right, and here's Zolte's pitch. Omarino swings through it, but it gets past the catcher. It was in the dirt. So Amarino will be on first. Chase Cupid will advance to third on the passed ball. Excellent start, Darren. Zero outs. So Exeter with runners at the corner. It'll bring up, taking a look here, the left fielder, Quinton Wesley. 0 for 1 and a walk. Zolte takes a look in, he kicks, almost throws it past the catcher again on the right side. Nice job reaching the glove out, keeping it in front of him. Yeah, Cole will contain that one. 1-0 one oh to Wesley. Zolte takes a look, decides to throw over to one. Oh, Marino's back. They'll try to keep him from getting into scoring position. Not necessarily to say that Umarino is going to be someone that is going to attempt to steal. Here's the pitch. It's in there for a called strike. Evens the count at one. I was just going to say, I don't think Umarino is any kind of a uh, real base stealing threat. That's just the old, we're watching you. Here's Zolte takes a look in at Goble. Here's the pitch. It's in there. Called strike two. That was a nice pitch. A fastball in there takes the count to one and two against Wesley. Runners at the corners, none out here in the top of the sixth. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball. Froze the batter just a little high. Yeah. Ball two. I think that was one where Wesley was just hoping it wasn't strike three. The umpire determined it's a little high. And the count even at two. And Zulte with the pitch. Fouled off to the right side. It'll keep the count even at two. That ball, with all the hills here, probably still rolling. It found its way aside of the backstop, down from their hitting cages. On its way to Chester County. On its way somewhere else. Here's Zolte taking a look with the pitch. 
Here's a grounder to the shortstop. He's got it. His only play is the first. He makes it. Cupid will score. Cupid scores and Omarino to second on a great hit. All right, so in a situation where Wesley makes contact, 6-3 on the putout. He'll get the RBI. Exeter has their first run on the board. Gavin Moore steps in. He's 0 for 1 with a walk. Sacrifice to get the run across, doing the unselfish thing. Zolte takes a look. Here's the pitch. Right down the middle. One and one the count. Here's the pitch. He connects, it's a ground ball to the third baseman. He's got it, fires it high to first, but he's able to corral it for the second out of the inning. Third baseman also held Omarino on second with a look. Yep, that's what you do. You take a look, you send the runner back to the bag, then you go to one for the second out of the inning. Devin Sheeran will come up. Very nicely played. Umpire takes a moment to correct his, or update his scorecard. Oh, Devin's hitting. He is hitting. Mm. Devin batting 565. Here's a swing on a curveball. It's off the catcher's mask. Goes foul. He's fine. I was told before the game that Devin wouldn't be hitting. But in a situation like this. Throw the kid in. Zolte toes the rubber, takes a look at Umarino at two. Here's the pitch. They called strike on the outside corner. Sharon yeah. not quite sure that's what it was. Needless yeah. to say, he's in the hole at nothing and two. Here's the pitch. He's a line Whoa. shot to the third baseman who snags it, and that will retire the side. Exeter gets two hits. They plate one. They leave one on base. We've played five and a half. It's Exeter, excuse me, Twin Valley three, Exeter one. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. 
We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Twin Valley. Exeter plates one there in the top of the sixth. It's 3-1 Raiders. Clawed back one, Darren. That we did. For Twin Valley, as we go to the bottom of the six, it'll be their three, four, five hitters. Owen Rhodes, then the first baseman, Cannon Zedemel, and the catcher, Jaden Gable, he of the huge single. Right. Kept their rally going. They had two outs at that point. Twin Valley plated their three runs. Cannon Zedemel was hit by a pitch. Jaden actually got a single, which took him to second. Paul Colombo came up with a walk, so with the bases loaded, it was actually the center fielder, Aiden Jackson, with the big double to clear the bases. So here's Owen Rhodes. He's 0 for 2. Swing at a high fastball, strike one. He grounded out to the shortstop and struck out. Here's Sharon's pitch. Cupid, nice job catching the outside corner for him. It's nothing in two. Sharon with 11 strikeouts through five innings. He's in the windup. It's a fastball, a grunt, and it's a swing and a miss for strikeout number 12. We've got one out here in the bottom of the sixth. Wow, 12 strikeouts. Up will step the first baseman, Zetemel. 0 for 1. He was hit by a pitch his last time up, struck out his first time up. Devin winds and fires. It's a curveball. Zetemel swings, misses, strike one. <laughs> Zetemel's angry with himself over that one, too. That's where I'd be like John Crook. I just bail on it. <laughs> The next offering is a curveball outside, evens the count at one. You just throw the bat at it. You just, and it's, you know what, you've got me. <laughs> but then again, it's not 6'10", Randy Johnson on the mound. Here's a fastball that Zetemel pops out of play on the right side. Oh, Marino had a shot at that. Well, there's, there's the white line there, which ultimately is, and it's, it literally goes in front of the light standard right there. Anything to the right of that is considered foul. All right. And, and, and unplayable. And unplayable, exactly. So that's where the seating would begin. That's right. How's that? One and two the count. Here's Devin with the pitch. Fouled off to the left side. Rolls out of play. It'll Head keep the count at one and two. Head coach Corey Schnog acting as the third base coach. Almost had a shot at that one. Here's the pitch. It's well outside. 
evens the count in two. The wind now picking up, even though the flag has been consistent, blowing left to right. And the flag is, we'll say, just beyond third base to our left. Uh, the wind just picking up a little bit where we are behind home plate. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, where there's not a whole lot of space between the two. Here's a fastball from Sheeran fouled off. That building behind us must be blocking it. Uh, I guess so. Two and two the count to the first baseman, Zetemal. Devin takes a look. Here's the windup. It's a fastball inside. Wow. Zetemal swings through it. It's a strikeout. There's number 13 on the day. And two outs here in the bottom of the sixth. Got Zetemal to, to, to swing at one that was way inside. I mean, he completely handcuffed him on that one. When it's coming in 92-93, I'm swinging and hoping I'm making contact. The catcher, Jaden Gable, comes up. He's one for two, a single, and a run scored. Wind kicking up dust devils. Here's the pitch. Misses inside. First pitch was a ball as well, so the count 2-0 and oh to the catcher. Devin has the mound, toes the rubber. Umpire calls time as the batter steps out. Devin takes a look at Cupid, has the sign. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball. Wow, that looked pretty darn close, and he called it high for a ball. Yeah. 3-0. That's one of those, if it was Gavin Marr, because he's a little taller, it's probably a strike. Here's the pitch. And he calls that one off the corner. Ball four. Devin just drops his shoulders in disbelief. Walked him at four. I'll tell you what, those last two pitches certainly look like strikes from up here. Yeah. So close as to be a judgment call, I guess. His second walk on the day. And perhaps we'll allow for the umpire to have a slightly better vantage point. Nah, that's what makes it great about baseball. We can complain about them. <laughs> so we're going to have a chat on the mound. Coach comes out. Players gather around. Jerry, is it time for a break? Do you want to take a break? We can take a break. Would you like to? Why not? We can. All right, we're in the bottom of the sixth inning. We've got two outs. We'll be right back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And with that, we're back. There was the psych. That's right. Which, of course, happens often. We don't get media timeouts, so to speak. So we have to try to gauge what's going on and... and when we do that, we're jumping on a ledge. But So while we went to break, they broke the huddle there at the mound. Here's Devin Sheeran. His first pitch. Taking a look to see who they have in there now. That would be Colombo. 
Probably wrote the wrong number. Okay, Paul Colombo. He had a walk his last time up. Here's a pitch up high. 2-0. 2-0 the count. Goble takes a lead. Here's the pitch. In there for a called strike. 2-1. Darren, they do have lights. They can play light games. Night games. They absolutely could play night games. Just realizing it. Devin takes a look to Cupid for the sign. He's got it. Here's the pitch. The curveball down low. It's a ball. Three and one the count to the batter, Colombo. Comes in with the pitch. Mm. Just off the corner. He doesn't get the call. Devin frustrated on the mound now. It looks like the umpire's strike zone's gotten a little smaller. And earlier in the game, he was giving those calls. Now he's not. So the center fielder, Aiden Jackson, one for two with a double and the three RBIs, accounting for all of Twin Valley's runs. I don't know. Devin looks uh, just as strong as he did in the first, Aaron. Here's a fastball, swing and a miss. Nothing and one the count. He's got the sign, looks at two, here's the pitch. It's a pop-up on the right side of the field. Umarino's under it, but he gives way. Nope, Gearing can't get it. It goes beyond him. And an ultimate run will score. So the ball in the air, Umarino couldn't find it. By the time Gearing saw it, it was too late. It was beyond him. So give Jackson a single. Taking a look, Gable comes around to score. Colombo gets to third. Gearing's out there beating himself up. So one run in, runners at the corner with two outs. Here's Sheeran's first pitch to Eden. It's a ball. Sheeran a little frustrated with some calls prior to what transpired there. The other crazy thing, Twin Valley scored all of their runs with two outs. Here's a pop-up on the left side. Gavin Marr calling off everybody. Comes across, bobbles it, but makes the play. He ultimately comes up with it. The wind blowing left to right. He makes the grab literally behind the mound. Able to hold on. And that is the final out of the sixth inning. But not before Twin Valley gets one. It's 4-1 after six. The Raiders have the lead. We'll be right back. The Exeter Sports Network.
The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. New pitcher for Twin Valley. They bring in the right fielder, Kevin Eden, to close this one out or try to. As I mentioned, Jerry, not very often in a situation like this, it's 4-1 Twin Valley. They score all their runs with two outs. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. I think we just saw Dorothy fly by. <laughs> with Toto. <laughs> yeah. You know Toto's real name? I don't. Terry. Is that right? Terry was the real name of the dog. Yeah, dumb dog's trivia. still alive. If the dog is still alive, I want to be eating what he is. <laughs> In fact, Toto stood for something. I kid you not. And I'm going to. Shall I look it up? Look it up. Look yes. it up. Toto actually did. It's like the tornado, something like that. It was actually one of the, you know, the backgrounds as far as tornadoes and what have you that go on in the Midwest. It's one of the acronyms that they use in order to, I don't know, alert or whatever the case is. But I'll let you uh, find that and you can tell us what Toto stood for. His name in Kansas is unknown, but he is named by Dorothy after the moon. Oh, no. The munchkin word for dog. Yeah, but that's all it says. Okay, but this is the background. You have to look for the real meaning of Toto. It's an acronym for total. There you go. Totable Tornado Observatory. Yes. <laughs> that's why they named the dog Toto. Good for you, Darren. Don't I know. That. Dumb stuff. All right, so the eighth batter, Carter Cordora, steps in. First pitch, a strike. 0 for 1 with a sacrifice. Second pitch in there for a called strike. So Eden quickly ahead of Cordora, nothing in two. Here's the pitch. It's off the corner, ball one. I hesitate now when I see it off the corner. The umpire stopped calling that for a few innings and then I thought he might call that one. Here's the pitch from Eden. It's in the dirt. Evens the count at two. Yes. Eden toes the rubber. Here's the windup. That one's in the dirt as well. It'll take the count full. Nice job, Carter Cordora. After being down in the count early, good eye, works the count full. The Raiders leading 4-1. Here's a ground ball to the shortstop. It takes control of him, gets by him, and Carter Cordora 
will be on one. Call that an error on the second baseman. Yeah, I think that one took a nasty little skip on him. Instead of the second baseman being aggressive to come up and make the play, he let the ball play him. And with the top spin on it, gets by him. And Cordora is a leadoff base runner. Yeah, that's what your coaches tell you. Go and get the ball. Don't wait for it to come to you. Carter Redding, the right fielder, steps in. He's 0 for 2 on the day. Here's the pitch. Turns around, fakes a bunt, but it's in there for a called strike. Nothing in one. Cordora takes his lead off one. It's a sizable lead. Here's the pitch. It's a bunt in front of the plate. Makes the pitcher make the play. Fires it to first. He'll get him. Beautiful bunt. 1-3 on the sacrifice. So that'll take Cordora to second. And we'll go to the top of the order for Exeter. Alex Kelsey comes to bat. He's 0 for 1 with two walks. Need Alex right here to be a difference maker. Takes a look. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball. It's outside. Ball one. Interesting strategy there, though. You're down 4-1, and you're going to sacrifice. You're expecting or hoping your top of the order to come through, giving yeah. up the out. Yeah. Here's the pitch. It's in there for a called strike. It's one and one. We'll see if it pays off. So you would have just let him swing away? I probably would have let him swing away. Here's the pitch from Eden well outside with the curveball. Two and one to Kelsey. Eden's got the sign. Takes a look at two. Here's the pitch. Kelsey oh. almost takes off the umpire's head. This one goes to center field for a single. Around will come Cordora to score, and it's 4-2. <laughs> but I say, the Alex will be a difference maker. There you go. He heard me. That is one of those, literally, the umpire fell over to yeah, man. make sure he didn't get clocked. If that would have hit him, that would have hurt. Cleared his head by about three inches. <coughs> so we have Alex on first. And we have... All right, we'll bring it back. Of course, the allergies deciding to make an appearance. So Luke Gehring steps in. He's got a strike on him. Ball thrown to first to try to keep on Alex honest. Eaton with the pitch. He's gone. It is a shot to the right side. It's gone. going, it's going, it's off the wall. He's on his way to two. Kelsey comes into three, thinks about coming home, but holds. And Luke Gearing has a double off the right field wall. <laughs> Gearing turned around and gave a, gave a five to the shortstop. Twin Valley shortstop, he, they must be friends. 
So here's the situation. We get second and third. One out. And there is now a conference on the pitcher's mound. I couldn't have done it better myself, Jerry. That was perfect. Well, we're, we're so proud of you. You've come so long, so far. So far from the days when my initial response was always... <laughs> All right, so Luke Gehrig drives one to right field. That could have been aided by the wind. Dude, I thought that was gone. Initially, I wasn't sure if it was going to stay in. It did stay in. It was well... Uh, within the field of play, but it carried all the way to the wall. So runners, as Jerry aptly put for you, at second and third, one down in the inning. It'll bring up Chase Cupid. And we've got 4-2. Chase Cupid one for three on the day with a double and a run scored. Have we changed pitchers? I'm going to take a look. I just have Oxendine. John Oxendine, who was playing third base, yep. will come in and try to close this one out for Twin Valley. Exeter will see if they don't have something to say about that. I think they will have something to say. I certainly hope so. Chase Cupid, he of the home run power, you mentioned as far as the 10 or so home runs that Exeter yep. has hit. He is included in that category. Nine home runs is the number, and he has the last one from the other day. He does indeed. But it, it's quite a a power uh, power display that, that Exeter's put on this year because I I you know I don't know what the average number is that a high school team hits. But it seems to me it's low single digits on the entire year, and they've got nine. We told you previously in the pregame, Chase Cupid, two for three with a triple, three runs, scored two RBIs in the game Wednesday against Daniel Boone. So he's certainly capable. So Oxendine on the mound takes a look in. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball outside. He doesn't get the call. It's ball one. Chase Cupid, one of the veteran leaders on this Exeter squad. Here's the pitch. It's in the dirt. It gets by the catcher. Here comes Alex Kelsey. He slides in and he scores. So Alex Kelsey on the pass ball scores. It is the second run of the inning. It is 4-3 Twin Valley. Luke Gehring advances to three on the pass ball, and the tying run is 90 feet away. Some run production going here, Darren. 2-0 to Cupid. Here's the pitch. It's up high, ball three. So Cupid ahead in the count, 3-0. and Oxendine takes a look. Here's the pitch. It's down the middle, called strike. Gearing shading off a third, trying to get in the field of vision of Oxendine. Here's the pitch. It's inside, ball four, and Chase Cupid is a one-out walk. So runners at first and third, two runs across, 
it'll bring up the first baseman, Joel Omarino. Oh, for three on the day, so he's due. Say that again. Here's Oxendine's pitch. In there for a called strike. There, the entire Exeter team is at the fence. Give them credit. They there is fight in them for the entire game. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball outside. One and one. <laughs> the Twin, Twin Valley, Valley fans not happy with that call, but I can tell them it was a ball. It it cut late. They're not liking that at all. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball on the outside corner. Strike two. One and two the count to Amarino. Now, Darren, to me, the, the, the curveball looked a lot closer than that. It's The umpire, is he's been going back and forth on the corners. Here's the pitch. Well outside. Chase Cupid takes two. It's a ball. So Exeter has runners at second and third with one out. Two and two the count to Umarino. Goble chased. Uh... Here's a curveball on the outside corner called strike three. Umarino goes down on strikes. That is the second out of the inning. Brings up the left fielder, Quinton Wesley. It's on Wesley's shoulders here. 0 for two with a walk. The tying run 90 feet away. The go-ahead, 180. Here's the pitch. It's outside, ball one. Why did somebody just yell heads up outfield? Uh, apparently so. <laughs> Even though there's two outs, I mean, if they make the play, game over. Yeah. Here's the pitch. It's down low, ball two. Oxendine looks in for the sign. I don't know, I'd be doing everything I could to perturb this pitcher. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball in there for a called strike. It's two and one. The runners should be making noise, moving off the bags. Here's the pitch. It's outside, takes the count to three and one to the left fielder, Wesley. Oxendine in the wind. Here's the pitch. It's down the middle. Strike two. The count's full. Full count. Runners on second and third. Two outs here in the top of the seventh. The Eagles down one. Here's a ground ball to the shortstop. He scoops it. Long throw to first, and that's the ball game. Twin Valley able to hold on for the 4-3 victory. As Quentin Wesley grounds out to the shortstop to end it. We'll be back with post-game comments after these commercial messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gellick Media.
Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something happening every day of the week at Birdies. Dancing to the oldies on Monday. Open mic Tuesday. Trivia or live music on Wednesday. Thursday is karaoke with Angie and live music on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the in thing to do. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Jerry, this afternoon, Exeter Falls to Twin Valley 4-3. The story of the game, and there are a couple of them. First, Twin Valley taking advantage of their opportunities. There were two innings where essentially they had an opportunity to score, and they do that with two outs. In the fourth inning, they played three after the first two outs are scored, and then they ultimately played another in the sixth after two outs. So give Twin Valley credit for capitalizing on those situations. They, they capitalized and they played small ball and they got it done. The other factor that came into today's game, of course, Devin Sheeran. He of the 12 or 13, let me make sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 strikeout game. 13. So from that standpoint, and I'm gonna say, as much as I talk about being a baseball purist and you know, let the umpires call the game, there were some pitches there in the sixth inning that allowed Twin Valley to score that run in my humble but accurate opinion where pitches that the umpire had been calling for Devin, all of a sudden he wasn't. Devin knew it. You could see his frustration on the mound after a few of those pitches. And it ultimately led to some extended batting and allowing them to score that run. So by changing his call methodology, by shrinking the strike zone, and uh, just switching things up, you can change the the, the makeup of the game and extending an inning for Twin Valley that gets it done absolutely and the reason I say that when you take a look at the sixth inning uh, Jonathan Goble and Paul Colombo they both drew walks but I'll say there were probably two pitches in each of those at bats which were very which were questionable so you're looking in that span they were the first two runners to get on base in that sixth inning. Mm -hmm. You call those pitches a little differently, maybe give that strike here and there, and it changes the outlook as far as what's coming in the next several pitches. Not getting them, because then you get that single from Aiden Jackson. He was the big man for Twin Valley today. He went two for three, a double and a single, and he had all four RBIs for Twin Valley. He had all four. All four of them. 
Wow. That's right, because he had the bases clearing double. Yep, he had the double, and then he had the single to bring home Goebel. Yeah. Well, great victory by Twin Valley. I mean, you can't take anything away from them. Uh, It's even unfair to say if the umpire changed his methodology or whatever. Uh, Exeter ran out of time. Well, you also have to look at Exeter. As as I always say, it's never just one thing. Yes, sure. there there might have been a couple couple close calls there in the sixth inning as far as the umpire, but the bottom line is for Exeter, you have to take advantage of what's in front of you. And when you take a look, their starter Owen Rhodes, he struggled. He he didn't necessarily have his best stuff. I'm sure he ran a lot of counts to three two, but he kept them in it. Yeah, and to say that. When you take a look in the first inning, Exeter went three up, three down. In the second, they got two runners on, but they couldn't do anything with it. They couldn't bring anybody home. Right. So Exeter had opportunities, uh, even going to the fifth inning, where there was an opportunity to get a run home uh, with none out, and ultimately they couldn't bring that guy home. So. Exeter's offense let them down too because in the in the moments where you have an opportunity to score, you got to make it happen. Right, despite the late inning heroics here, you know they just they needed just a little bit more, and the fact that they didn't deliver in that one opportunity, well, they had two opportunities though earlier in the game. Did they? They had runners in scoring position. They had an opportunity in the second. They had somebody on two. Uh, with one out yep, and couldn't get that run home. Right. Then you take a look in the fifth, and they had another runner on two with one out, and they couldn't get that run home either. Get so, one of them, and we're still playing right now. So like you said, give Twin Valley credit in the opportunities that they had. They came through, and yep. they come away with the 4-3 victory. Yep. Like, I, I, is, is it fair to bring up your questioning of that sacrifice there in the seventh? I think it, it boils down to what your philosophy is as a coach. When I, was, when I was coaching as far as baseball and softball, things of that nature, I never wanted to give up and out. Mm-hmm. And I always looked at in that situation, if, you, if I knew my batter could bunt for the hit, and that's what I was doing, but that looked like it was just a sole sacrifice where yep. it was just a bunt back to the pitcher, get the runner over. Yep. In, in my mind in that situation, if I'm going to give up the out, I'm going to give it up swinging and going after it as opposed to giving the out solely on the sacrifice. It's purely a difference in philosophy. It, and that's what it boils down to. It's it's just a matter of how you approach the game. Maybe what they, you know, coach might have seen something in the game that maybe whoever, uh, I forget who was batting at the time, but as far as getting that sacrifice, maybe he's really good with the bat and he could put it down the third base side or or get it past the pitcher. But the way that he came around and just put the ball down, it was a pure sacrifice. So that's where, to me, I'm going to be a little more aggressive in that situation, but coach decided to try to get him in uh, scoring position and use the top of the order to generate something. Right. So here's one of the great things that I love about high school baseball, Darren, is how the players are doing the after-game field care. I, I love making everybody chip in to do something. Yeah, that's and that's that's something that should be instilled from a very, very young age is you are a part of this game, so you will be involved in taking care of 
the field as well. So I, I think that's fantastic. Teaches them ownership. Absolutely. You want to be proud of it. I remember any time that when I was coaching, if somebody came into my park, I wanted to make sure that it was the nicest park they were going to come into yep. all season long. Yep. So I would do whatever I could to make sure that my playing field was at its peak best. Excellent. All right, Jerry, that pretty much wraps up as far as today's game against Twin Valley. Looking ahead for the Exeter Sports Network, we go to Monday, and the Lady Eagles are at home against, I believe, Fleetwood. It is Fleetwood. We had some conflicting information as to who Remember? the team might have been. Yeah. But we were able to confirm that it is Fleetwood. That will be a 4 o'clock start. So we will look forward to bringing that game to the masses. And then Wednesday we will be at Owls Field for Exeter Baseball versus Wilson in the Berks County Classic. And then we got a game on Friday, too, that I don't remember off the top of my head. On Friday, and this is... This is the game that Mike Boyer. That's right. If you haven't heard Mike Boyer call a game before, yep. you will be in for a treat because he is spectacular at calling a game. And that will be the Lady Eagles going against the Muhlenberg Mules at 4 p.m. on Friday. Mike is the man. Jerry, any final words before we wrap things up? No, thanks to everybody for listening and uh, for supporting us and for supporting our sponsors. It's very important that folks support our sponsors because they're the ones who pay to make this happen. They absolutely do. And, again, we're incredibly grateful. We're, we're glad we're able to bring Exeter Sports to you to showcase the talent that, let's face it, if it wasn't for these kids at Exeter, we wouldn't be here bringing these games to you. So, parents... Congratulations to you. Yes, I did it too. It's a time commitment and all of that as far as practices and you name it. So thank you for bringing your students here and allowing us to do what we do. And with that, we thank you for joining the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gelliff Media. We will talk to you on Monday. Have a great evening. Thank you for joining us on the Exeter Sports Network for Exeter Eagles Varsity Baseball. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph Medical Center with comprehensive facilities at Exeter Ridge and the new Birdies Inn at Five Points in Exeter. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night.